Okay. <clears throat> oh, what? God damn it. <laughs> I don't remember what episode this is. I got to look it up real quick. Which What the number is going to be. 83. We got the the last one wrong. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I'm, I'm looking. Because we suck. We suck right, hard. Last one, last one was, this is this is uh, Spotlight 20, Corvax Saga Part 10. It is? You sure? Uh, yeah, because I did number it right when I posted it. Just on the episode, we I identified it incorrectly. Oh, yeah, and it's and it's hidden in bin. So Okay, so this is episode 20. Uh, I'm writing it out. Episode 20, part 10. Okay. All right. Done. Okay. <clears throat> la, la. <coughs> Excuse me. Avengers Spotlight! Welcome to another in the long string of drawn-out podcasts of Avengers Spotlight. We are, after what, oh, three years now? I think we're finally up to episode 20. And tonight Woo-hoo. we're going to be finishing off the Korvac saga, almost. This, is, this will be technically the finale of the saga, but then we have another second episode that is like a follow-up. So That'll be the epilogue. Yeah, the epilogue. But tonight, this is episode 20, part 10 of the Korvac Saga. And as always, I am uh, Dr. Bill, and with me is Mr. P for producer, Paul Spataro. Uh, hello, but you told me you were, you were producing this one. Well, well yeah, but you are you would be the executive producer, I guess. That's, I'll be like Stanley. Yeah. I'm just, just here for a cameo. You're just old and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm, sorry. Go hey! <laughs> And uh, also with us, we have a, a special guest. Uh, we have with us from the DC Presents podcast. DC Comics Presents. DC, uh, DC Comics, excuse me, excuse me, DC Comics Presents podcast, Mr. I Russell Bray. I can't you get that wrong because it's only on his icon. I'm not looking at the icon. <laughs> I had a different screen up. Well, perhaps you should be looking at his icon. Perhaps you should shut your hole. <laughs> Big face boy. Hi. See so who, who do we have on? As <laughs> we just keep yelling over poor Russell. Oh, Russell! Yeah, that's right. Russell Hello. Bragg, the most prolific emailer into Avengers Spotlight. But that's a good thing. We like email. That's good. All it's right. definitely a testament to the fact that you like like the show as much as you do, considering you're such a DC guy, but you write into the Avengers show as often as you do. Yeah, just so you guys can make fun of me that I don't have it. Well, <laughs> well, you're also... Well, we very... make fun of you with love, Russell. But usually I buy it after you. 
after you produce it. Mm. I, I buy a lot of stuff that you guys have talked about, the, including this Corvax saga or Michael saga. Or, or the, but ultimately, that, that's what led to us figuring that this was a good show to have you on. Mm. Since you had let us know you bought the book because we were covering it, mm-hmm. we figured for the final episode it would be good to have you included in it. Or the pre-end episode, since there's one after this. Yeah, but this is the last <laughs> right. part of the book. This is the end. Right. Boom, boom, boom. My only friend. Ah, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't say. <laughs> I was waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Russell, you also, um, I think you're one of the top emailers into Back to the Bins, too. Wow. So actually, if maybe if you combine both shows, you are the top emailer. Do I get anything? You get to be on the show. <laughs> All right. Now, now, that's, that's that's just because people email in does not mean that's the you know way to get on the show. That's uh, you know, the it's well, just by luck. It was lucky that I got on. You you don't get I'm, on the show because you email in. Sending us gifts <laughs> that gives you a much better chance. No, no, no. Yes, yes, you have done it. And thank you, thank you very much for. You're very welcome. My my comic book copy of Xanadu. I did not know that exists. That it existed, and now I have something to lord over Matt Hunsworth. Yeah. <laughs> and as, yeah, as much as I enjoy, and I do, the Jaws versus <laughs> King Kong mm-hmm. uh, magazine that you sent me, I think I'd be selling you short if I said that you, you know, that that was all you've sent me. Because you also said you've sent me care packages on several occasions, and I, I appreciate it very, very much. It really and is like, very like thoughtful. I, like I've said before, it's not out of pity. It's because I really, truly want to give back to you guys yeah because if it was pity you'd be sending to me probably yeah. put up with paul <laughs> <laughs> i already have your birthday present so that's an april yours is in april right who Talking me though. oh no no yeah. that's june 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 scott's, in april. In, scott's april. in april yeah. i knew one of you in april i'm gonna wait till october you mean and, pa- and paul's in october <laughs> october but i have your guys's wish list so i know what to did i have a wish list uh-huh. You don't, but Doctor Bill oh. and Scott sent me theirs. Uh-huh. I'm waiting. On, I'm waiting on yours. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't even know what books I need, so it's hard for me to have a wish I, list. I know. So, I know. You know, other than four issues of Avengers, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, those. And yeah. I don't expect anybody to send those unless they're a millionaire <laughs> or have a some millionaire uh, who happens to listen to the show. If you happen to listen to the show and have a copy of Avengers four laying around, heck, I'll even take Avengers sixteen. But uh, yeah, two, three, four, and sixteen. It's all in the book of four. Well, you did you see you saw that uh, half half serious and half jokingly, Andy Leyland sent me the uh, the UK version of Avengers number four. Hmm. Oh, really? Was, well, it, it's it's not the Captain America issue. It's actually literally the issue number four out there, which is uh, I'm not sure. I think it's a reprint of like maybe about episode uh, issue seven. Oh, I got you. Hmm. But it's numbered uh, number four, so he's, um, sending you <laughs> sending you Avengers number four. Bill should be jealous. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Not anymore. I just I, I got a kick out of I get a kick out of the British reprints of the uh, American books for some reason. I have very very few, but it's kind of cool. The format is cool. Yeah, long, long as you understand British. I know that. Yeah, well, it's, you got to get by the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They put the extra e at the end of so many words. Mm-hmm. Different pronunciations. Schedule becomes schedule. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out. When I got to throw an errant, listen to the prophets, and I ask Andy how he's doing, and he tells me that he's tickety boo. I'm still not sure what that means. 
<laughs> He's got a bum ticker. He's got a bad heart. Don't scare him. Tickety boo. Ah. And they throw those U's in the middle of words for no apparent reason. Color, color. That's better than yuns. <laughs> so, uh, first, first, first things first. Russell, uh, I think we need some laws. Ah. Oh, uh, excuse me. That's law. Law. I I thought maybe the cat had your scrotum or something for a second. <laughs> maybe Alvin went down there. That was fear. <laughs> and then I had to. I took it back. And then I did, a, you, cool, did a cool law. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you give us your uh, comic uh, origin while you're on with this? Okay, well, I in my first, it's pre-episode one of DC Comics Present Show. I I mentioned it, but uh, as far as I remember, my memory goes back, so I can just can't think of a time where I didn't know anything about superheroes or comic books. Of course, Super Friends comes to mind first, and then the filmation cartoons. But it pretty much wasn't until 2000 I really, really got into comic collecting the back issues. And I'm I'm trying to get the so-called Bronze Age of Superman comics in in a in a in my collection. And I'd like I'd love to have all the Flash ones in my collection. But it's probably like Dr. Bill. Uh, money will probably be the deciding factor of how far back I can go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that that's. <laughs> I think without money issues, we'd all have this huge, yeah, that's huge right. collection. That's right. Everybody'd have. Action Comics number one. Of course, you can have Action Comics. There's going to be a third Action Comics number one. Is that right? I don't know if they're rebooting they're, at number one again or not. I, I would imagine they are. But. They're, just, they're just rebooting the series. But I'm I'm way out of the New 52 stuff. I don't really pay attention to what's coming out now. Yeah, yeah. I it's, I like the TV stuff that's coming out. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention how you, if uh, you guys are caught up on Flash and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm totally caught up on Flash. I'm one episode behind on Arrow. I'm caught up on Supergirl. I'm way behind on Shield. And I'm caught up on Gotham. You seen Legends of Tomorrow yet? I have to watch this week's episode, but otherwise I watch the first two. I got the first two on DVR, so I've got (laughs) to sit down and watch them. I've enjoyed the first two episodes. I just wonder if they're going to be able to keep the scripts tight enough to handle a cast Mm -hmm. that large. Yeah. Or if it's going to start to seem just a little dopey after a while. I'm hoping for the former. Mm-hmm. And so far for the first two episodes, it's been enjoyable. So maybe you know, maybe we're lucking out. Yeah, I hope so. I got a question that's just probably – well, it's relevant, but it's not relevant, which that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Is there something wrong with Brandon Routh's eyes? Does, don't his I, – I, I noticed on Arrow and on this show – like sometimes his eyes just seem like really, really red. Like he's got something wrong with them. And I don't remember seeing that when he um, was in Superman Returns. But I've noticed it a lot on Arrow and on and on um, Legends of Tomorrow. Like like he's got some funky eye thing going on. I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't have, noticed. I, I never noticed either. Uh, if you happen to go back and see an older episode, just especially in Arrow. Like the beginning of this season, like when it, when it, when he came back, it was kind of like, wow, man, what's something wrong with your eyes? What's going on? Yeah. I know these are things that I probably shouldn't care about or worry about. I'm way behind on Arrow, because uh, say four seasons behind. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> well, kind of behind. I <laughs> I was I was too because I started watching this season because I listened to the DC TV podcast and they always talk about Arrow, so I got. Mm-hmm. 
interested in it. So I started watching this season, and then I went back and watched the first three seasons over the past, like, four or five months. So, of course, I watched all the Flash crossovers, because that's about all the Arrow I've watched so far. Mm-hmm. I have all the sets, but I just haven't cracked them open yet. You got a lot of watching to do, Russell. Yep, including movies and stuff. <laughs> I think it's time to jump into the Avengers, Bill. Jump into the... Oh, I did have one little piece of Avengers... Well, not really news. Um, I did some follow-up on a discussion we had on Back to the Bins, which I'm assuming will come out before this. If not, what we discussed was on uh, Doctor Strange number 60 uh, from, like, 1983. We were discussing when Dracula invades Avengers Mansion, and he does so via the submarine pin that's down in the bottom of the mansion that really had kind of not been used anymore. Well, we, as far as we knew, the last time we remembered it being mentioned was in Avengers 4 um, when they had um, brought back Cap's body um, f- from being frozen. So I looked on different sources, and pretty much it says that it was basically abandoned but did get reused or repurposed about the time when the Avengers were kicked out of um, New York with the Quinjets and they had to build the Hydro base. They, oh, that's right. Yeah, they rented the space from uh, from Stingray. From Stingray and his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't who, remember. Who's Tiger Shark's sister? Okay. Hmm. I was just, I just, you know what? I forgot. Had totally blocked that out, but I read those issues not that long ago. Yeah. So they built like an underground shuttle system in the old submarine pen to shoot out to Hydro Base, and that's the last they mention of it. So Hydro Base sunk. So I'm imagining that now that that's just completely abandoned or not used. So Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Th- those are uh, right around the time when Submariner actually joined the Avengers. Right, right. And it was close to actually the um, uh, the Avengers, uh, the Under Siege. Yeah, it, it predates Under Siege by a few months. Yeah, so... So yeah, that was that was that was the only actual kind of Avengers news or an update that I had. So, anybody else got anything? I got nothing. I got nothing. I also? told you my comic news. Okay. I, I won Batman Family number one. No 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 no. Now Scott is jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have it either. You were no. the only one that had it, right? He's been looking for it for for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you now got one def- up on him. Now I definitely won't want a podcast with me. <laughs> He's lost. Don't worry about it. <laughs> He'll get Thank over you. it. All right. So our episode tonight, our issue tonight that we're going to be covering is the uh, the last one in the Korvac saga. And that is Avengers number 177. And that was out in November of 1978. So, Paul, what were you doing in 1978 in November? Uh, I would have been in high school. Mm. Well, you guys would have been in diapers. I was not in diapers. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> no. Not in third and fourth grade, I wasn't. Yeah. I was... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm thinking Bill made it to high school. I was, I was nine. I think I was... Yeah, I was nine. I moved to Florida in 1978. Yeah. How you like that? In diapers? No. Sleep with my grandmother. Anyway. You'll forgive me if I if I don't believe you. No, I was. I I, I was. I'm, I'm not accepting the toilet training. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, our cover is uh, done by Cockrum and Austin again this time, and we have uh, what appears to be 
one either a bunch of dead Avengers or one hell of a party going on in somebody's house as Captain America, Yellow Jacket, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, the Vision, the Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye are all laid out all over the furniture and the floor. And Dr. Donald Blake is uh, pounding on Hawkeye's chest, wishing he had a resuscitation machine. Clear. <laughs> and it says, those who lay dying. And our story is by... Credits, Jim Shooter, writer, editor-in-chief, Dave Wenzel, pencils, Pablo Marcus and Ricardo Villamonte, inks, Denise Wool, letters, Neil Yamtoff, Tough, Yamtoff, Yamtoff, colors, Roger Stern, editor, and like I said before, uh, Dave Cockrum and Terry Austin were the cover. Oh, and uh, Dan Crispy did the letters on the cover. So, <clears throat> we open with The Hope and the Slaughter. Once he was called Korvac, the Machine Man, and as such, he was the evil nemesis of the Guardians of the Galaxy, who pursued him from the 31st century across time to our era. He eluded pursuit, and in the process, a bizarre twist of fate transformed him into the essence of knowledge and power. In this incarnation, he calls himself Michael, which means like unto God. The Avengers call him the enemy, which means the enemy. And in their hearts of hearts, even these of even these, Earth's mightiest heroes fear him. After a desperate search, they have uncovered and dared to confront this being of overwhelming maje- maje- majesty. Majesty. <laughs> it's one of them English words, sorry. Might. <laughs> Whose stated goal is ownership of the universe, which he claims by his right. Thus now, in a comfortable home in Forest Hills Gardens, the fate of all existence is in jeopardy. It's a geoparty. Geoparty. And now I will read from the synopsis. Regarding the Avengers as the first of many enemies who will seek to destroy him before he could achieve beneficial universal dominance, Korvac feels he must kill them. Telepathically alerted by Moondragon, I'm looking over Moon Dragon. Moon Dragon, Moon Dragon. Had to get that joke in one more time. The Guardians of the Galaxy race to the Avengers Age, but Korvac quickly kills Vance Astro, Nikki, Quicksilver, Charlie 27, and Hercules. <laughs> Iron Man orders Black Panther to attack Korvac's wife, but the Panther hesitates, calling this dishonorable. Yellowjack seizes Karina instead. Huh, imagine that. Yellowjack would. Never mind. <clears throat> He's got no problem hitting a woman. Right. But Korvac slays him, then kills Hawkeye, Yondu, Miss Marvel, Martin X, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Wasp, and Jocasta. <laughs> Repeatedly expressing his regrets about slaying such admiral beings. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> Saying he does this for the sake of his noble cause and for his lover, Karina. Seeing Korvac's power ebb momentarily... Captain America attacks and manages, manages another one of them weird words, to hurt him, but Korvac kills Menages. him. Enraged, Wonder Man overcomes his fear of dying and pummels Korvac repeatedly until the villain slays him. I'm sorry. This gives <laughs> Thor, Iron Man, Vision, and Scarlet, uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Hawk, yeah, Starhawk, time to recover, and they attack Korvac together. Shaken but not stirred, Korvac looks to Karina for support, but sees doubt in her eyes, so he ends his own life. I'm sorry. A grief-crazed Karina kills Starhawk, Iron Man, and the Vision. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
then takes control of Thor's hammer, whoa, and forces him to kill her. Well, that's kind of gross. A heartbroken moon dragon tells Thor her telepathic, her telepathy, telepathy, showed her that Korvac and Karina were noble souls and might have made a paradise of the universe. And that Korvac used his, come on, this is, this is sad stuff. Korvac. <laughs> Korvac. Korvac. He's a Vulcan now. Used his dying energies to restore all the all the slain Avengers and Guardians to life. Albeit barely. <laughs> I read. <laughs> it things sound different in my head. Obviously. You know, the first time I read Star Wars, I was... I never knew they were saying rebellion until I heard it pronounced because I read the book the first time. It was and I th- rebellion? I thought it was Rebel Lion. Rebel Lion. Like they had, you know, anyway. Thor changes to Dr. Don Blake and starts treating the injured heroes as Moondragon removes his memory of what she just told him so that he and the av- other Avengers, a Avengerizers, whatever, will never know the tragedy, tragedy they helped cause. And that is the end of the Korvac Sagay. <laughs> As right. thanks everybody. Butchered and mispronounced by Dr. <laughs> Bill once again. Or Sagay. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, and that that that's uh, that wonderful synopsis came from the official index uh, to the Marvel Universe, the Avengers edition. Official index of mispronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I should have just wrote one myself. I wouldn't have mispronounced it. Mm. Yeah, right. It all has to be out by eight. <laughs> hey, watch it. <laughs> Come to the dark side with me, Russell. <laughs> Make fun of Bill. Well, now I can take my glasses off. Whew. I think that was... Yeah, maybe it was the glasses that were throwing me off. Yeah, right. That's right. Those stupid letter-changing glasses. So what do you guys think of the cover? <laughs> oh, so you want to jump right into it? You don't want to, you don't want to discuss pronunciation 101? <laughs> Uh, it's it's not really one of my favorite covers. It is kind of anticlimactic for the whole, you know. I think we said last time that the last cover on issue one seventy six should have been the final cover, and as it is, that that is the part of the cover for this hardcover edition, which I believe that you have as well, um, Russell, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That so you know one seventy six is is the cover of this, and I really think it should have been the cover for one seventy seven, and mm. they just should have just done something else, like showing them on the bus riding out to Forest Hills or something for the cover. Mm. I was wondering why Cap is the only one whose costumes in shreds. Uh, well, Iron Man, <laughs> you know, is... you can't really see. You don't see any any damage on his costume. In the yeah. Room. I mean, we'd but like. I mean, in the, inside the book, his armor was torn apart. Yeah, it was like a hole. Is yeah, in, in the book, you know, we'll get to that. Everybody's got holes in them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, yeah, it'd be nice to see Miss Marvel or Scarlet Witch's costume torn, but you know. So on, on the cover, Don Blake's got his little medical bag next to him, and it's open. What do you think he took out? His fist? <laughs> Looks mm. like he's got two cans of beer in there. See, <laughs> I thought there was it was beer or prescription bottles that are really big. Maybe it's an IV of Ringer's lactate. Hmm. See, it's it's not it's not a badly badly rendered cover. I just I, I just think conceptually you could have come up with something a little bit more compelling. Because mm-hmm. Corvac's not even on this cover. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the idea is everybody's dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then I guess he's going to turn around and start beating on Scarlet Witch's chest next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's going to say he's going to step over the vision and start playing <laughs> with his Marvel's chest. <laughs> Maybe oh, they'll be fine. They'll be thing. fine. It's merely a flesh wound. I've got to. I've got to give this woman a vigorous chest massage. But basically, you know, you, you the cover is focusing on what happens like in the last two pages After. of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like the last page. So, um, and and Don Blake looks like he's a good humor salesman. Either that, or he's constipated, or he's a constipated. He's sweating humor. away. Though. He is sweating like a pig, though. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't become Don Blake until the last page. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it effectively tells, you know, the story, but I, I don't. It just doesn't do it for me. Now, why are there two separate staircases too? Uh, it's a split, like within uh, five feet of each other. Just, well, that one goes up to the upstairs. That's this was probably a sunken living room, um, you know, style. Yeah, I don't know. I think Escher designed this house. <laughs> well, yeah. One, what, one, so one but, lamp. <laughs> one lamp. We have a broken mirror at a at an angle. We have some type of wall covering and then bricks underneath it. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, what the hell did you make this house out of? Bricks. Sticks and stones might break my bones. Three little pigs, yeah, the, the wolf couldn't knock, you know. Quarterback will huff and puff, and he can't blow anybody through that wall. Although I think he did. Yeah, there's some really brutal, uh, there's people hanging through walls in, uh, I think it's on that, the last yeah. splash there's a couple. Yeah, we got somebody's butt just hanging out of a wall. <laughs> Two people's butts just hanging out of the wall. Yeah. But we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. You got the nice opening shot with uh, all the heroes are standing back from Michael and Karina's, uh, I guess, awesomeness with the you know with the with the Kirby crackle energy coming from them and flames and yeah and everybody a bit heavily inked on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of a Michael Golden vibe from that, mm. but not as good as Michael Golden. Yeah, most of the I mean the characters look pretty good and their perspectives are all right, but yeah, it is kind of heavily inked, kind of dark. But that may be on purpose be to uh, put them in shadow because of the energy coming off. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. Well, but wouldn't the energy? light up the room it would light their faces up but not their backs which it seems like most of their backs are in shadow but their faces don't seem to be in bright light even though like starhawk is shielding his eyes it's yeah. as, as is captain marvel mm. so it's it's giving me a little bit of a mixed message here so is hawkeye shielding himself i, think I don't so. know I, I think i too. think they should be bathed in light a little bit more than they are mm. Mm. are they supposed to be urns on that table down at the bottom. There's, I think there's three urns at the bottom, and then towards the top is a flask. Flask. And in the middle is a, is, is just a, a shrubbery. Shrub. It's a um, um, one of them, uh, yeah, tiny little trees. Bonsai. It's a little bit strangely set up, okay? <laughs> you know, you get the sofa right behind them with many, many – the sofa of many pillows behind them. That is a comfy-looking sofa. Then mm. <laughs> in between them and the superheroes, you have a chair – and then an armless sofa facing each other, probably not with not even enough leg room for people to sit in both. Uh, you know, that, then if you keep going further, then there's the coffee table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that looks like a back seat of like a Buick or something, because it's got no yeah, arms. Like yeah, somebody just ripped the back seat out of a car. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's kind of a strangely arranged room. Mm-hmm. Give us the room. <laughs> now, when we go to the next page, the first panel, you do get your heroes bathed in light. Yeah shot 
and uh, Korvac is back to his uh, purple face, purple and yellow coloring. And then we go through a little montage of him discussing uh, basically that the powers of B are now, you know, all of his, you know, he, all his things he had done to keep himself hidden are pretty much pfft, wasted now. And everybody's aware of him and they're going to be rallying against him. Uh, they're showing Heimdall um, or Hemidal, depending on how you want to pronounce that. <laughs> Somewhere Gene Hendricks is screaming pain. <laughs> Um, with the, with the thirty two inch waist, yeah, <laughs> but a, a fifty five inch chest. I'm okay. All right. <laughs> oh, it says I got to wear this. <laughs> no wonder he can see so well because he's squinting. Oh my god! <laughs> and then uh, the watcher is. Uh, I guess the watcher was taking a stroll outside the blue area because <laughs> he's just on the moon. And there's some other type of weird planets behind him. But, you know, maybe he's in, like, his little personal uh, planetarium on the blue the blue area. Looks like he's trying to serve somebody. Because he has his cape over his arm. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing his best maitre d'. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm the Watcher. I know what your order is going to be. Because <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> you have been watching and you have too much cholesterol. <laughs> I'm not giving you what you're what you're asking for. You're gonna have this vegetarian platter. What? You'll be having kale tonight. <laughs> Even though uh, I can't interfere, you're having kale. <laughs> I can't interfere. I suggest this, but I I can't really suggest this. <laughs> <laughs> if I could suggest, I would suggest a white wine with this meal, but I won't. So. I guess he couldn't even bring the order either, could he? <laughs> I would give it to you before it gets cold, but that would be interfering. That'd be too presumptuous of me. It would just have to have a buffet, and he would just have to look over at the buffet and kind of be like, like, huh? Huh? He just just kind of nods and point, like, twitches his head towards the thing he thinks you should eat. (laughs) The Watcher's buffet. And then you eat, and then, you know, he just watches you through the whole, whole meal. He's like, is it good? Is it good? Good. <laughs> you know, you're like you're in a booth and you're sitting and eating, and all of a sudden you look, and he's like looking over the from the other side of the booth. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm trying to eat. I'm sorry, I only watch. I'm just watching to see if you're chewing 32, 32 times before you swallow. But then he couldn't bring you the check though either, because you know he would like hope you would leave some money. It's a tough, tough, tough business, the restaurant business for the watcher. <laughs> anyway. Now that we've uh, we spent way too much time on one panel. Um, and then we get a shot of Eternity. So I guess we'd have to be outside of the universe, looking at the universe. Uh, anyway, the embodiment of the universe, uh, Eternity. So, hey, they all know what's going on. And um, he says now he's going to have to fight them, and it may wreck all of this continuum, and that the Avengers will be the vanguard of um, of this of this enemy host against him. So <laughs> I do not wish to slay you, but yet I must. So right, right away, I'm going to call bullshit because ultimately, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead, but ultimately they're going to say, oh, but he had all good intentions. And we'll get back to that and discuss that more later. But if he truly had good intentions, wouldn't he just say, you know what, my, my hopes to do all this good for you is over. So I'll just quietly go away. Why would why would he? I mean, if he's let me kill people. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it this way, this could be over real quick. He could just, you know, poof, disappear. Why? Why does he really even have to fight them? 
Exactly. But if, if if you do that, you don't have a comic book. Then you can have a bunch of pages. And them, <laughs> but but them it, it, it just well, what do we do? <laughs> it just contradicts though what they're telling you about his right. his good intentions. Yeah, if he had such good intentions and yeah, why did he fight them to begin with? He could have just he could have just maybe protected himself from being mm-hmm. attacked he at he all. He could have just said, "I pity you. I was going to give you a better life, but now you've just screwed it all up." I pity the Avengers who go to fight me. Goodbye. Screw you, Avengers. I'm going home. Come on, Karina. <laughs> and bring the dog. <laughs> there was a dog? What? Oh. Well, they were going to get a dog. He's like Steve Martin. So the Avengers from... screwed up their plans. <laughs> He's like Steve Martin from The Jerk. All I need is this battle ball. <laughs> All right. So we'll keep on. We'll, we'll discuss more of his, his good intentions later. <laughs> so uh, Moondragon is, uh, sends out the psychic telepathic whammy summons to... The rest of the Guardians who are across town or just uh, – I think they're in the same neighborhood roughly, aren't they? Somewhat like that. They're not far away. Uh, well, they, they were you know, somewhere – somewhere, I think were, they were in New York somewhere. Yeah. So they so they, they couldn't have too far to travel. It says 50-odd miles upstate. But right off the bat, they oh, yeah. you know, think he's got to get all insulting and call him Chunky. Mm. Pour it on, Chunky. Whoa. <laughs> Screw you. Why don't you lose a couple of pounds? <laughs> it's because you were in a loose-fitting skirt. With a head of flame. So uh, they're there in in minutes and land in the in, in the street, which freaks out. I'm assuming these are people that I didn't. Let me see if the book references who these guys are. Are they the same people we saw last issue? Uh, I I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and double check. Yeah, that would require a level of research that neither of us is willing to do. That's why we have Russell here. Russ. Yeah, it looks like. At okay, least there you the, go. We're going to trust that. The Baldish guy. Forest Hills residents, uh, Murphy, Parkinson, and Peter. Hmm. Okay. Parkinson. Uh, he had a disease named after him. Peter Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Am I Spider-Man? I don't, uh, I don't remember. Uh, sorry. I know. That's not funny. Well, Parkinson's is, is like a uh, nerve oh, disorder that makes you shake. Oh, that's right. You need to be shooting. Alzheimer's makes you forget. Yeah, well, see? Well, then I'm Dr. Alzheimer. <laughs> Dr. Mispronunciation. Sorry, sorry to, to to put you under the gun to actually know diseases. <laughs> well, you know, it's part of my medical training. What with you being a doctor and all? Yes. What are you a doctor of? Um. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> no, I was just looking in the last issue, and it just says Corvax Forest Hill Gardens. Forest Hills residents include Herb and Murphy, later named next issue. So. Uh, Herb, Mur- is there somebody? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Peter Murphy, Murphy Parkinson, and Herb Parkinson. I don't know. Doesn't whatever. It, it does not. Whatever. It's really not that important. Is, yes. We're again. Move along. Move along. So they land and hop out and head into the house, and basically, and why is? Oh, I thought the page was stuck together, but it was just a thick page. So they boom on in. Confront him, says, aha, I I wouldn't have recognized Korvac. Look at him. Aha, this is my new guys. And look, here's Vance Astro. Poof, he's dead. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And you know what? I got a nitpick about that. So he destroyed Dry Dock. And on the 784th deck of the huge command sphere in a corridor only meters from the teleport chamber. Oh, that's how maybe they get him out. From the teleport chamber... 
He was racing towards Guardian. Towards Guardian. He was racing toward Guardian. Vance Astro dies screaming. Because at the end of this, says he saves all of them by having them barely alive. So did Vance Astro get saved? I got to assume he did. Well, you know what? At the end of this, in the two-page epilogue, Vance Astro is not in that picture. No, because he's up in Dry Well, Dog. I mean, yeah, I, I, but Dry Dock was destroyed. It didn't say he saved the space well, station. I, I, they didn't say it, but I'm assuming that they that he repaired it. Nah. And you also got to think he, he also killed Nick Fury then, too, because wasn't the shield helicarrier right by Dry Dock? Well, it was close, but yeah. Um, yeah. That, well, look at the way it explodes. Yeah. If, if, and that's not really a well-drawn explosion, by the way. And it's just kind of like ruptured at different points and then just it's, breaks it's, apart. It doesn't, it doesn't look, for lack of a better word, explosive. It just, you know, I don't know. It, it, maybe it's the coloring. It just looks kind of dull for, for what should be a major explosion. So, um, so Vance is dead, and then Nikki loses her shit and goes after uh, Korvac, jumps on him, scares him. Oh, Korvac. He goes, ah. <laughs> And then he just swats her like a bug right into a wall. Poof. Dead. Dead. Snap. Sorry. Then Quicksilver races in. Dead. Dead. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile. So much Dr- for his enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't hate anybody now. I'm dead. Oh. And then, uh, let's see. Dead. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie 27. Yep. And then. Um, there's Does he like kill a- Charlie 27? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's the next one that goes because they all bum rush him. Vision. Charlie 27 and Iron Man and there's like an errant blast that knocks out Cap because it hits his shield Ooh. and um, yeah then he, he throws Charlie 27 through the wall but does that kill him actually oh yeah okay I thought maybe it was Iron Man's reflected repulsors but no it is uh, it is Michael that actually it is Korvac that blasts Charlie th- through the wall you know what what kind of strikes me as strange I mean not that it's not accurate but uh, they're just like right off the bat, everybody's they're accepting that everybody's dead. Like, how many times have they been through battles where somebody's been knocked into a wall, knocked unconscious, and it turned out they were fine? Mm-hmm. But they're, they're immediately like, "Oh yeah, two dead already." You know, it, it's well. Is it, you know is, what? Is the death more? Clear they don't actually them, say. They, it, they don't actually. I, I don't see them actually saying it here. It was What's just it on on the the page when they're all rushing him. Iron Man thinks two kill just getting us. This oh yeah, far. that's right. How many yeah. more? Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, they basically, you know, everybody just keeps trying to pound, pound on him and uh, just gets him nowhere. The word gets his clock clean. Uh, Hercules appears to be dead. And um, and then Iron Man says, get the girl. And the Black Panther goes, but that would not be honorable. Black, ja- uh, black jacket. Wow, black jacket. <laughs> and Yellow Panther. <laughs> Yellow jacket says, to hell with you. To hell with Donna. I'm going to have to die to convince you. She is Michael's weak point. I've got to come on to give me a hand. Strange. She's not even trying to break away. She seems terrified, but not of me, as if something inside her was eating away. If only Arnold played Yellow Jacket. <laughs> I, I, I do not hit women. <laughs> and Michael's like, Karina, protect yourself. And he kind of loses his shit again. Um, and, uh, well, actually, he, actually, the first time he does lose his shit. And he says, Karina, away from me, mortals. And, um, <laughs> Yellow Jacket, hold your fire, Michael, or I'll fry her with my ripples. Ah! Yeah. 
idiot insects. <laughs> and I oh, guess he's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, is he smoking? Wow, he's got a big pink cloud of something rising. I mean, whoa, Whew. boy, that's man, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna leave a mark. Now, I do think it's cool that uh, Yandu and Hawkeye line up to shoot their arrows together. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a cool shot. YJ's dead. <laughs> oh, well. says, YJ's dead. Come on, Finhead. I took it that he say it. YJ's dead. Oh, well. Come on, Finhead. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> We're done here. And, of course, uh, Yandu says something that's kind of dirty if taken out of context. If the spirits will will our victory, they will guide our shafts. Whoa, whoa. Come on, Karina. Okay, whoa. So, uh, they die next. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. And because um, uh, he fries Yandu and... Uh, Hawkeye and Captain Marvel says in his rage, in his rage, he dropped his protective aura. Maybe I can streak in and dead. That's Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, foolish woman, dead. He shot down Ms. Marvel in full flight. Oh, this is Mar- Mar- Martin X. <laughs> he just breaks Martin X up into little crystal pieces. Yeah. <laughs> dead. Yeah, put that back together, Don Blake. <laughs> Super glue or something. So yeah, he kills Martin X and then he says uh, to Captain Marvel. Um, I sense death holds no terror for you, Captain Marvel. Uh, that is good. You you are wise beyond your station, but you're still dead. <laughs> oh, Black Panther, yeah, yeah, you're dead too. Sorry, uh, sorry. sorry. Now I'll so, kill the Scarlet Witch, the uh, and the Black, Black Widow. Widow. Sorry, sorry. Um, That's not a bad shot. Looking down at them, kind of a dynamic angle. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not crazy about the inking overall, but but as far as the penciling, I think it's pretty solid. Wait a minute. Oh, Starhawk must have got knocked out because he does. He's not dead yet. No, but he's, he's just, pretending. <laughs> he's just scared. The one who knows, he knows when that's, to stay down. That's their whole plan. Maybe thinking that maybe letting him think that they're dead, and then they'll all gang up on him. It's merely a flesh wound. So yeah, he's got a nice, and he does like a. He, either he moves so fast, but his hand is like a double image, and there's two blasts, and he takes out Black Widow and Scarlet Witch. She's in like middle of mid hex, um, and you know is doing the uh, Willem Dafoe platoon stance with her knees, with her arms up in the air. Yeah, her, her wings are getting ripped apart. Mm. So, oh, you're talking about the wasp. Oh, oh, who yeah. are you saying? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Well, I oh, guess yeah, yeah. I guess the wasp oh, yeah, okay, is, is is almost in the same pose too. But yeah. he, he kills her with a finger. Fing, I just finger. noticed that he just <laughs> uses one finger like a bug zapper. No, that's the Korvac bug zapper for 2016. Pesky cap's got a headache. Oh man, <laughs> Super Soldier Serum's not working that good today. And um, while Cap is starting to come around, um, uh, Jacosta dead. She's dead. Yeah. No. Another one bites the dust. Hey, gonna get you too. Another one dies, bites the dust. So now his aura is completely gone, and suddenly Cap starts calling Korvac Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody else find that a little strange? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, that's his psychological way to. Uh... <laughs> like, I'm getting in your head, man. I'm calling you Mike. Supreme. Supreme being Mike. But that's because his you way can hear of showing him saying that he's Mike. not afraid of him. Yeah, you know, that's how he's saying it. You know that's the way he's saying it. <laughs> like, like he's 
he's rising up against the bully. You know, you drop your guard too soon, Mike. <laughs> There's one of us. There's one of us. Uh, us left. One man. Or maybe you didn't even count me because I'm just a man. Hear that, Mike? <laughs> this is no god hitting you. No Superman. Just a man. Just a my mighty, mighty my good man. This was he a great man? <laughs> Was he a Superman? No. Yeah, so, yeah. Dennis Hopper is playing Captain America. So, of course, this whole scene reminds me of um, the um, Star Trek episode where no man has gone before where Kirk is fighting Gary Mitchell and Gary Mitchell loses his power. And, uh, you you know, Kirk's saying, you know, you know, Mitchell says to him, you know, kill me while you can because you only have a moment. And then he starts to get his power back and your moment is fading, Jim. So much like that, although Korvac isn't going to or Mike isn't going to let him kill him. But his power does return and he basically throws Cap through a door. So Cap is pretty much a human door knocker. So and at that point, Wonder Man finally gets his gumption up. And uh, comes in and starts <laughs> laying the shit out of Korvac, knocking him across the room. And, uh, you know, because he's not afraid anymore to die. Oh, it's about the freaking time. Um, and you get a call back because the first time he died was way back in issue nine. And he's he's bringing it to him, slugging the crap out of him. You see bodies laying around. You see, you know, there's – oh, see, there's a ripped shirt on, on Captain Marvel. He's And he's got that pink uh, energy glow coming out of him. But it's coming out of his butt, though, from that angle. So not quite sure how he went out. Well, they say when you die, your body releases like any gas you have. <laughs> oh, God. So Wonder Man comes in for the final, you know, you know, I'm not afraid. And I'm not afraid anymore. Dead. Yarg. Should be. <laughs> Yarg. And he smashes the uh, all that lovely china. Goes to a china cabinet. Now, how big is this house from some of these battle shots? I mean, look at that library on that back wall. Just books everywhere. So we're down to just Thor, Iron Man, Starhawk, and the Vision, and uh, they all they all attack in in unison. Michael's a little uh, staggered. He looks over at Karina. She hesitates with a moment of doubt, and <laughs> Michael just turns himself off and dies. Ian, <laughs> it's kind of a Anticlimactic way to end it, don't you think? Yeah, and even <laughs> you can see um, Iron Man's eyes through his helmet um, mm. as, as he dies. Is, you know, even his eyes convey like, "What the? F-? <laughs> He's glowing. What on earth? He's dead. He's dead, Jim." But I didn't think we did it. something else. Did it? And you know, so they're all like, "Oh, it was a sad day." <laughs> He's dead. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because. Starhawk is it was not within our power to slay such a being, except the word of one who knows. Yeah, you're the one who laid down through the whole fight, so shut up. I'm thinking he's dead because his shorts are too tight there. <laughs> it what the heck the is going on with that? <laughs> what, he borrow them from Wonder Woman? <laughs> Speaking he's of Wonder Woman, it. while they're all standing there waxing poetic, uh, Karina <clears throat> powers up. No, you killed him, you! And she blasts Starhawk through two walls. <laughs> You who slew his dream, slew my love. So, Starhawk, dead. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think she's really sorry about it, though. 
But then why does she force Thor to kill her? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Thor can't control his hammer <laughs> after they do a little battle. And, uh, yeah, she appears to kill. I think she kills Iron Man, too. You know? Or at least she... Why, why does she kill them? But and then... she at least popped the ring off of his... Uh... <laughs> oh, the, now, oh. Iron Man getting killed is, is like a classic Gil Kane pose. Mm, yeah. And Vision is into some type of uh, domination thing with her there. He's got her pinned down. I have increased my mass to near immeasurable proportions. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right, big boy. I don't think so. Pa-pow. Dead. And Thor approaches with his hammer. Why does this just turned into like some type of Avengers porno? Um, uh, <laughs> Tis the son of Odin before thee now. What have we here? If goddess thou art, thou knowest the strength of my resolve. Surrender, or verily, I will slay thee. Can you, Thor? You're wounded. You Surely you belong here with the gods. <laughs> you sway unsteadily on your feet. The hammer trembles in your grasp. I I warn thee, woman. Strike, son of Odin, or must Strike, I... Strike, son of Odin. My, pan, my, my shorts are just as tight as Michael's. Or must I force your hand? Ah! Nay! <laughs> oh, and after that horrible scene... Odin's beard, my hammer, did strike against my will. Really, it happens to other gods. Oh. <laughs> but never to me before. She left herself undefended. Ah, that's what they all say in court, Thor. The bolt struck her full, but... And she drops. She is dead. But, eh, Moondragon, you're kind of cute. What do you say? Oh. So, Moondragon just lets into the whole deal that uh, she had looked into the mind and they were going to be benevolent and peaceful and everything was going to be coming up roses and Ethel Merman would sing forever. And um, says, but he's, but when his, his heart, he died. Oh my God, he died just like freaking Padme. I just realized that. Yeah. Died of a broken heart. (laughs) You want this guy ruling the world? The, ruling all of existence? That sounded like Herman Munster dying of a... <laughs> I, was, I was thinking more like uh, the Cowardly Lion. Lily. <laughs> but, but really, you know, this, this is who should, be, who should be in charge of everything in, in existence? I don't think so. Uh, and then we're left with the final... Well, not the... Well, it is the final splash of the book, and it's basically... The final splash. And you see um, Korvac and Karina in the center of the destroyed mansion, and their ha- their hands are almost touching. And um, all about is the numerous bodies in various poses of disarray or agony. Just Avengers everywhere, mass hysteria. Oh, and look, Martin X is at the top of the picture, and he's put back together. All the horses and all the men. Yep. And we got, oh, yeah, we got somebody... Somebody by Moondragon's just a crotch shot. I don't know if that's Cap. I think I'm thinking that's Charlie X. Yeah, it might be. Where is Cap? It's got, got kind of big thighs. Cap went through a door. Well, there's a shield. Maybe that's Cap hanging through the door, through the wall, over Jocasta. Oh, my God, Jocasta's in pieces. Just noticed that. I thought Cap was up towards the upper right. Well, yeah, well, you mean the one in the floor? Yeah. Uh, is, like He's on his back, maybe? I, yeah, I was going by the boots. Yeah, yeah, that could be Cap's boots. But that could be Cap's... Who is that next yep. to... Yeah, but his shield's clear over there. So. Yeah, oh, well. I guess he, I he thought did. that was Charlie X, but I'm not sure. And they knocked, they knocked the Scarlet Witch's uh, thing off her head, too. 
mean, yeah. there's a lot of little details here. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Hawkeye's. Well, you got you got a, you got a, a record player over by Ms. Marvel's foot. You got two records over Korvac's head to make him look like Mickey Mouse. You got a couple of broken dishes, including coffee cups. And Ms. Marvel's costumes in shreds. Mm. Wow. Oh, and look at Yellow Jacket's trying to grab, he's try, trying to grab her leg. <laughs> <laughs> Even in death. Man, what a, a perv. <laughs> but now, do you, I mean, do you trust Moondragon to tell you, oh, yeah, no, his intentions were good? Yeah, considering how much she messes with people's heads to begin with. So right off the bat, I don't trust her. Then you top that off with how many, you know, in, in comics, how many people have tried to take over the universe, the, the world, what, you know, a town, whatever, because they think that they know better than everyone else. Well, and, and um, I think Cap had mentioned that during um, part way through the book here. He was talking about, you know, basically Hitler, you know, and, and how, you know, how people seem to have say they have good intentions. Um, yeah. Enough with Hitler already, Cap. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're in World War Two. Jesus Christ. Enough already. Um, last page, that first panel of Dr. Don Blake. Does that that kind of, you think, to me, that looks a little Kirby-ish? A little, but but it doesn't look consistent with the rest of the book. No, it doesn't. And then it, it looks maniacal in the next I know. Book. The next one, he's like, yeah, <laughs> 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 <Iron> man's dead. <laughs> Yes, I must. He looks like Peter Laurie or something on speed. <laughs> yes, I must get to work. Yes, yes, it will fade. Uh, <laughs> I could put Iron Man's legs on <laughs> Yellow Jacket's body. And I could, I, oh, yes, yes. And I could put Scarlet Witch's boobs on Moondragon's head. <laughs> oh, wait, there was, there was a picture. Where was it? It was a picture that was really, the Moon Dragon's boobs just really was like, whoa. And I went right by it. Oh, there it is. Back on uh, the one after uh, Wonder Man dies, the top of the page, and there's uh, where Moon Dragon says, I I alone understand. I alone. And it's like, wow, hello. So there's no point in you trying to get through to everybody if you alone understand. Yeah. Just let everybody get killed. And we're not really listening to what you're saying because you need to zip up the front of your dress or something because holy cow. Phil Rizzuto for the money store. Only I think people in New York will get that or have watched Yankees baseball, right? Wasn't he the Yankees announcer? He was. Okay. I thought I'd at least get an attaboy out of you, Paul. A what? An attaboy. Or an ad- I'm not a Yankee fan. Yeah, oh, said, no, that's said, right. Oh, God. He said I, Yankees. I knew that. Oh, jeez. I hate the Yankees. Hate oh. Did you notice how uh, small the table that Iron Man's on is? Yeah, that's got to hurt his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no support. Yeah, Stiff I mean, isn't it, like, first thing when somebody's injured, you're supposed to support their head. Uh-huh. Elevate their feet. Yeah, not hang their head over the side of the freaking table. Are and, you you call yourself it? a doctor? <laughs> And yes, not just yes I am, I'm helping him. <laughs> and and uh, turns out none of them are revived. <laughs> and okay, the last page, the big hole, the massive hole in the wall to the left of Iron Man and Don Blake. Why, who hangs a picture that high on the wall? <laughs> and how is that picture still there? I mean, look at this. There's a you could throw two people side by side through that hole, but yet there's a picture at the top of it. Just above the hole on the wall. Who's the, There's who's, whole, is two that holes a picture of Michael God. and Karina? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Even yeah. demigods put up pictures yeah. of themselves. Mm-hmm. 
or maybe it's pictures of uh, uh, it's pictures of uh, it's the pictures of people that came in the frames, but then they changed reality to make those people the relatives. Uh, <laughs> could have been a selfie. <laughs> Looks like a selfie, selfie. right? Blasted himself with the power cosmic. I guess that's why the picture doesn't fall because it's being held there by the power cosmic. I just, Iron, I just wonder why Iron Man has one leg bent up and the, <laughs> the other one's hanging over. Dramatic posing. I guess so. That's how he died. And then in in the yeah, rigor mortis just well yeah. Well, you know what? Rigor- I mean, you know, maybe when he died, the armor just uh, tightened up right there. Can't move. World can. <laughs> And Moo Dragons walking off with her crocodile tears. You will recall naught of the terrible deed we have done. You and the others will believe that the Avengers have earned, have again earned a great triumph. But I will remember forever. Wah, wah, wah. She always cry. <laughs> She's always bitching about something. I only saw one panel where she was didn't have tears in her eyes. <laughs> Can't stand her. <laughs> well, and that's the end. Of the uh, the Corvax saga proper. Uh, now, I don't think Paul, do you have the two page, three page epilogue or four page epilogue? Uh, I that think was, I, I believe, I do. Yeah, it was at the bot back of the. Um, well, it's at the back of this, and it was also released in the trade paperback. Um, and the art was done. Yeah, I have it. Just uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say it was done. It was written by. Um, it was written by Mark Grunewald um, and artist Tom Morgan. And it says, this reprint collection added an all-new four-page epilogue to the story. Basically, we have all the same villain, uh, villains. Yes, they're villains. They're, according <laughs> to Moon Dragon, they're all terrible. Yes, terrible. They are. So all the heroes are gathered at two graves now. One's marked Michael Korvac, and the other is Karina Korvac, which, I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, guess they married. Who, who married them? Yeah. But they had a legal name change and everything. Anyway, we go see the graves. Everybody stand as close together as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to butt, not to butt. Let's go, let's go. And uh, every, most of the people there have bandages on them. Uh, Yandu has one on his kneecap. <laughs> I guess he had a life-threatening injury at his kneecap. <laughs> um, Martin X has a Band-Aid on. Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's not made out of flesh. So, um. Cap has no bandages because, well, he's Cap. Because he's Cap. Yeah. Captain Marvel seems to have bandages, but they weren't colored right. Because they're. <laughs> uh, Thor, Hercules can't see anything. But yeah, pretty much most of the people you can. Uh, they see. Oh, no, Nikki has a neck brace on. <laughs> I just noticed that. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everybody's bandaged. Vision's like, I can't see. Could you move? <laughs> Everybody move. I'm going to just become intangible and walk through you all. <laughs> Down in front. Uh, so they're all there, gathered at a private cemetery in Queens a few days later. And I guess somebody has buried uh, Michael and Karina. Maybe Moondragon did, or uh, I'm, I'm not sure. So basically, it's all just, uh, you know, Thor says that, oh, Moondragon says that they wished themselves dead when they sensed their cause was hopeless. It's a pity that each did, each did perish of a broken heart. Such power, such tragedy. Oh, this is where Cap brings up Hitler. Enough, enough. (laughs) Yeah, and we know how that turned out. Yeah, we get it, man. Come on. And um, so, I mean, I don't really even see why he had to write this. 
<laughs> this epilogue really for me i mean it's i guess it's a nice touch but you know basically oh uh cap has a little speech that says yet all life is precious and we're each diminished by its loss i want a moment of silence for our departed foe perhaps the most powerful and complex we ever faced since hitler <laughs> <laughs> and they all did i mention that i fought hitler <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, there was this thing with Hitler. And they all turn and do the lonely man walk away from the gravesite. <laughs> As Charlie and Nikki uh, talk to each other, and uh, Nikki says, Charlie, where do you think the spirit of a guy that powerful goes when he slips this mortal coil? Same place as the rest of us? Who could say? There have to be as many mysteries in death as in life, Nikki. And they all walk away and some leaves blow by. Blow by. Blow bye and you know to get her last dig in comes moon dragon oh my god you know we get it (laughs) you think his way was right and the avengers don't know anything and you will live with the tragedy of what might have been or what should have been forever and then our last page we see um master order and lord chaos which uh i don't know if that would be paul on the left and me on the right At least I gave myself the like the pig face from the Twilight Zone <laughs> episode. Yeah, but look at my eyebrows, man. Oh yeah, ooh man, you got to control them things. Wow, that looks like the the Undying guy, Yondroth. He had them really crazy eyebrows too. So, and Death welcomes in two more uh, people into his her its domain, and at long last, Korvac perceives the true pattern of existence, the basic rhythms of reality. He had been blind to. He will have all eternity to contemplate their implications. So basically, this is kind of saying like, well, you know, Korvac was wrong, blah, blah, blah. And he'll he'll have a lot of time to think about what he did. Mean old Korvac. You just go, you just go to death and think about what you did. You, you just <laughs> killed yourself and you didn't do anything. <laughs> so, and although kind of going back to uh, what Moondragon says and, and what should, you know, what might have been or what should have been in our next episode... We will explore that as we will cover a actually the what if issue that basically says what if Korvac I can't remember the exact title if it's what if Korvac had survived or what if what I think what oh what if the Avengers had been the pawns of Korvac and we will discuss that episode of what if which I think is thirty two or thirty eight from volume one and we will also um, discuss another follow up to that story. And maybe a few other little Korvac things we find along the way where he's popped up recently. He was in a – they had a Secret Wars um, Secret Wars miniseries as well that came out just prior before them rebooting and tearing everything up again. So that's all we got for the Korvac saga. I think we might jump into a little bit of email before we start. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, wait. Back it up there just a little no, bit. No, no. It's it. It's done. It's over. <laughs> I, I'm curious, as somebody who never read this before, who's new to the material, oh, 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 oh. what did you think of it, Russell? I liked it. Uh, All right, now move on uh, to email. Uh, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't know whether it's because I like it myself or because of your coverage. So I think I'd have to go over it one more time by myself and see if I truly like, truly, truly like it. But I, I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, we kind of tore it up here in the last issue. I think you, I think you had to. Um, but the buildup, this is one of the cases where, as 
I think Under Siege had a good solid build up and some and a good ending. This had a lot of good build up, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it had a good ending, but then it's kind of like, eh, what? It's not that the ending's terrible. No, but it's just. But but when you when you build up a being to be that powerful, it's difficult to end up having a conclusion that's totally satisfactory. Well, in the end, it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, granted, because they couldn't defeat him. Yeah, <laughs> but so so ultimately, in order for the, this story to end without okay, the Marvel universe is done. They had they had to have it end in a manner similar to what they did. Which is a little bit, unfortunately, less than totally satisfying. Mm-hmm. Well, like if you look at Under Siege, um, when that r- wrapped up, there was some ramifications and there were stories that could come out of it beyond that. There's really no, mm-hmm. I don't really remember anything beyond this that this pays off or does. There was no, you know, un- Under Siege had a lot ha- had a lot that came out. You had the the. Zeus getting pissed that Hercules was hurt. You had the stuff with Jarvis, um, the Celestial Madonna, the spin out, you know, because that whole thing would, was uh, spoilers. You know, Scarlet Witch and Vision get married during that, if I remember correctly. You know, the whole there was stuff that happened. I mean, this it's it's like a self-contained story is basically what it is, even though it was going on in the monthly book. And it didn't really affect anything beyond that. L- now, later- I, I know they're going to hit upon it in the what if issue that we're going to cover next episode, mm-hmm. but would it, wouldn't it have been more satisfying if they did have a, a last stand not, and not that he killed everybody, or even if he did kill everybody and he restores them afterwards and then kind of does what he did to Starhawk and, and just takes their memory of him out and, and their ability to perceive him out. And then he goes ahead with his plan and does take over control over existence and little by little, they become aware of him and have to come up with some way to defeat that. Would hmm. that have been a more satisfactory way of doing this? And, and you know, in what if, you know, it's going to be done in one or two issues. So I don't even know if it's the same, if you can compare it. Well, yeah, they he could have just mind wiped them and then just said he was just going to disappear. And and then maybe, you know, he just That's popped. basically you have a new status quo that he is in, in charge of existence. But he is not as benevolent as his intentions would have you believe. Yeah, and then and then maybe some other type of bit larger fight ensues later down the road, or you know they could have it could have been like a company wide crossover. Or, or maybe you have the battle with that he predicts in this one, where you have Odin and Zeus and Mephisto and the Watcher and Eternity mm-hmm. and you know all these great cosmic beings having to rise up against him mm-hmm. i mean it's it's it it pre this predates them doing things like that right right but that would be you know in its own way maybe more similar to the infinity gauntlet and and what when thanos had basically taken control of existence right or or the um oh, the recent one uh, the big one in the avengers that hickman was doing prior to secret wars i guess was it just infinity yeah yeah, to where basically the the Avengers and all the Marvel Universe and all the cosmic guys were teaming up to fight that new group that was coming over and basically taking over everything and and Thanos' goons. So but you know goon, man. One parallel to this that we would see later in the Infinity Gauntlet is isn't it Cap that basically takes on um Thanos? Even yeah, in, in a very similar scene. Yeah. 
Well, and that seems to be always Cap's role in these fights with, you know, an overpowered being that he has to get his licks in. And then die. And then the Hitler speech. Mm-hmm. You know, I once fought... Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Please not Hitler again. <laughs> I can oh, my play God, day. Hitler again. You know what, Karina, just kill me, because I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Come on, kill me, Karina. Shut him up. I mean, it, this this was a great story. I, I don't mean to... to oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, no. I mean, o- overall, it, it was a great story, and it really... It was... I mean, what? We did ten freaking parts to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... it's it's, I would say, I was trying to see where I would put this in a, in a top five, definitely a top 10. I'm debating. I'm just thinking back through different storylines. If this would be a top five, and I think it would, I think we'd actually had this discussion before, perhaps. Would this be in your top five of Avengers storylines, Paul? Definitely a top 10 for me. Maybe a top there's, five. Yeah, there's no question it would be in the top 10. And I would say very likely it would be in the top five. I think it's 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 an excellent story. Like I said, we're 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 tearing it apart. But to me, that's that's part of the nature of doing a critical analysis of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you know, you don't just necessarily sit there and say, "Oh, and that was great, and that was great too, and that was great." You do find the weaknesses in it and you point them out. Uh, but those weaknesses are far outweighed by the strengths. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe we maybe we, we could have spent a little bit more time pointing out some of the strengths, but yeah, you know, what's the fun in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. The art overall in here was uh, Dave Wenzel had you know had been doing he's been doing the art chores the last few issues. And I, I don't want to say it it, it kind of goes down a little bit overall. There's some nice shots in some like the last splash. When he's blowing up, uh, prior to blowing up Dry Dock, when he's and when it's projected on the ceiling is pretty cool. The actual blowing up is not. Um, some of the fights, you know, some of the close-ups in the fight scenes are well done, but some of the distant shots are kind of weird looking. Um, so, I mean, the art's still good, just not. I got the impression that the inking was was more the weakness in the artwork in this. I thought the penciling looked pretty solid. Well, there, there's a lot of panels in this. I mean, almost I want to say this has more panels than average, like very small. You know, you know, because they're dude. They tell this whole fight in one book. There's but not they, a. They, uh, they have two anchors on it, and I think that might be part of what you're talking about. That there's so many panels, and and you know, it's such a dense. It's it's a densely written book, but it's also a densely plotted book. There's a lot going on in each page for for a battle. Yeah, you know, battle books usually are just you know punch punch, nothing going on. But this one's got a lot more. This is basically the story of the battle, so it, it's a little bit more mm-hmm. detailed than your typical just fight scene. And uh, yeah, maybe I think that's why there were two anchors, but I think that's also why the artwork is inconsistent. Yeah, I'm going back to the beginning of the other one. I just flipped through the fur uh, 176. And yes, there was only one anchor there, so yeah, that's probably why it looks more, more consistent and more cleaner because it was one guy throughout. But still, I, I would, you know, um, do we want to give this a grade now? Are we giving the overall story a grade or this issue? Um, well, the overall, well, the overall story and the art, um, and the covers, I'm going to give an A uh, for the entire story for this particular issue. Uh, the cover itself. Uh, I'm going to give it like a B plus, A minus. 
and the interior art, I'm going to give it a B plus. And then the story, if you just, based on this book alone with some of the little silly things that we discussed, I'd give it a B plus, A minus. So this was, you know, this book standing on its own, I think for me would be a B plus. This book, I would probably say, unfortunately, just because of the nature of the beast, like I said, it's it's easy to easier to build up these stories than it is to conclude them. I can't tell you how many novels I've read over the year that that just do a great job of pulling you in, and then you know you're reading it and you're just like, oh my god, how are, how are they going to get out of this? And when they do get out of it, you're like, eh. <laughs> that's that's less than satisfying because it's easier to put people in peril than it is to get them out of it in a satisfying way. So when you look at it from that point of view, I think he does do a pretty solid job of it. Uh, you know, I do question some of the conclusions that they come to, but the story, I think, lets you question that without necessarily being wrong or without the, sto- without the story having uh, any, you know, in- any lapse in its internal logic because of that. Because just because Moondragon says, oh, this is what it was, doesn't mean you have to accept that she's right she's proven herself to be quite the uh, manipulative bitch on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Especially so, when she gets to uh, the Defenders, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, she is very high and mighty in her own opinions and everything. So I, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, so I, 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 story-wise, I'm going to still give it an A because I think it's, you know, it's, it, it is overall a satisfying conclusion. The cover, like I said, it, it's, it's a well-rendered cover, but I'm just not crazy about the actual concept. I think that we could have come up with something better. Uh, I think this is more of a battle issue than a rescuing the almost dead. Mm-hmm. So to focus on that in the book just doesn't seem like the right way to go or on the cover. So I'm going to just say B plus on the cover. It's well rendered, but I think you could have come up with something conceptually better. And the interior artwork, I'm a little, I, I like the penciling a lot. Well, I think the inking is very weak uh, or not weak, but very inconsistent. And I'm going to just say a B overall on the interior art. And overall, I'm going to give the, this one book a B plus, although the overall story I give an A plus. You know, I think if 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 I was to change this last cover, what I would do is I would basically keep it all the same. I would remove Don Blake, have him standing there as Thor, and basically make it say Thor stands alone. And that's it. Would, well, oh, yeah. You, I, you know what? I think that would be better. Or just, you know, Thor, you know, Among the Dying or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and just have him all, his costume all torn up, have him all beaten up and everything, and just have him, sta- you know, have him in the battle stance with the hammer saying, you know, Thor Thor stands alone or, or Thor stands among the dying, you know. That, I think, would have been a better, because then it wouldn't kind of give away the whole end on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that better than what we got. So I'm, I'm with you on that. What you got, Russell? I'm going to agree with both of you, but uh, I'm going to go bees all around. You know, uh, I've mentioned on my show, I'm not much. Uh, my eyes don't see art like your, you guys do, because all art looks pretty good to me. Uh, but I, I do think that if they're going to say that the Avengers are dying or dead on the cover, you wouldn't need a doctor resuscitating them. If they're already dead, he wouldn't be working on them. <laughs> yeah. So that probably gives away the ending right there they're not going real of course you knew they weren't really going to die anyway but it's it's true i would agree that the whole series is an a and it would be in my it would be in my top two since i've only gone through under under siege in this 
<laughs> you know, they could have like Bugs Bunny there. I'm dying over here. <laughs> no? Yes? No? <laughs> I agree. Hoboken? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's with the little penguin. All yeah. right, enough with the waterworks. Blink, 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 with little ice cubes dropping. He's crying. If he had gone to school, he knew he would, should have gone to the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm gonna read um, two of your emails here, Russell. Quick. I have two? Yes, we have well, two, wow. two, two, two Avengers Spotlight. And I'm going to save cool. the rest of the emails for next, for next time. So <laughs> I'm just getting that in all, all I, kinds I'm of gonna, ways today. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> next time? Yeah, we stole it from Andy. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this comes to us from, I was hoping you'd say Russell Bragg, Russell. Oh, Russell. <laughs> this Russell comes Bragg. to us. The program, Russell. <laughs> See, now you, now you have to speak of yourself in the third person. This comes to us from. Me, Russell Bragg. <laughs> and its title is, uh, blah, blah, blah. its subject is Avengers Spotlight 18 Korvac Saga Part 8. Hi, guys. Thanks for a bit of nostalgia to start the show. First, Paul was breaking up, breaking up. And later you talked about Schoolhouse Rock. Six Million Dollar Man has always been my favorite nostalgia show. It takes me back to playing Steve Austin outside. My younger brother playing with my, oh, SMDM. Man, you got to be careful about that. You know, you just change that, what is it, that D to a B, you know, because you said SMDM. That was like SMBD, you know, whatever. Action figures, jumping off the porch, imagining it was a four-story building. Fun times, and you're all wearing leather chaps. Oh, and Schoolhouse Rock goes without saying how much you can learn just by watching. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? I'm just a bill. And so on. Saturdays wouldn't have been the same without it. Looks like the saga is quickly coming to an end. It has been a great ride so far, and having studied the last issue in preparation to joining you soon, the it it will end with a blast. As long as this series has been, I am very surprised I can remember any of it at all. You guys always keep my interest, and I'm glad to learn about the Korvac saga from you. You too, Scott. <laughs> Guess that's all for this time. As always, thanks for keeping me entertained. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. And Russell Bragg from Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. I want to thank you for coming on with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I hope I added anything. <laughs> I think you did. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, you added to the uh, Help Me Make Fun of Bill Parade. Yeah. You're oh, quite welcome. Oh, I said I was going to read two, but the other one is not really one. That was something that you had sent me about a comic. Never mind. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we only had one issue. One, that, might so, been the, one that, that might be one auction you already have the comic for, though. Like, yes, what, I do. I do have four. Yeah. I, no, okay. that's that's for that's for Avengers. One. one. OK. Yeah. So I'll keep it myself. Then. Just, just disappeared. What did you delete it? Paul? <laughs> I put it into the mail. That's God, you're so it. fast. <laughs> like the flash, baby. Quick and wily. Earth so. two this week, yeah, yeah. That is that looks cool. And mm. what uh, um, uh, uh, Joe looks like he's a lounge singer. Yeah, did, <laughs> I did, couldn't figure that out. But he was he was in the uh, Rent, so he oh, does sing. Oh, okay. And uh, actually, Barry was on Glee, so he also sings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, they've got everything looks like it's like a 50s or like a just a mm-hmm. yeah, like a 40s, 50s vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Though, and yet so. they're more advanced to us. So. Yeah. I don't understand that. Kind, kind of like the Fallout universe to where, you know, mm-hmm. they, they embraced the atomic energy thing and changed all. I started playing Fallout 4 today, finally. So that's uh, I'm, I'm kind of got sucked <laughs> into that. But but yeah, man, it's it's I I'm glad you got to come on with us. You know, we we we've been this has been how long have we been doing the Korvac saga? I don't know, ten. It's 20 been years. months. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking to, about having Russell on for I, even longer than that. I mm-hmm. think I was still in high school. <laughs> Maybe. When you well, I was in high school when this came out. My son's in high school now. We're just getting done with it. Wow. There you go. Actually, my son's in college now. My daughter's in high school. I don't so, even remember we've been doing this so long. So what do you actually do on your Saturdays when you say you listen to us? Uh, Are you just doing stuff around the house? Well, mortician. Working? Mortician. Well, oh, God. It, well, today I had a haircut appointment, so I listened on the way to my appointment. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to listen while you're in the appointment. <laughs> no. And you, like, jerk your head from laughing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or housework, uh, mowing the lawn, which I can't do yet. Mm. It's still snowy. Mow the snow. Mm-hmm. Did that snowstorm pass you this time, Paul? What's that? Did that uh, snowstorm pass you up this time? Uh, we got about eight to ten inches. Yeah. It it just went to the side of West Virginia, so we didn't get anything this time. So yeah. I was happy about that. I'm glad for you. Uh, <laughs> I got to step away. Somebody's at my front door. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was very happy to come on and. I'm not afraid anymore, so if you need me ever again, then... <laughs> I'm not afraid. So, Russell, where where is it that we can find you on the uh, on the internet? Well, you can find me uh, for the, the DC Comics Present Show. The web address is dccpshow at uh, wordpress.com. Or is it just dot? I, th- I don't think there's an ad in it. There's just two dots. dccpshow.wordpress.com. Cool. And that's it. <laughs> for now. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you're gonna. You said you're gonna be back in the saddle again, probably sometime in March. So we will. Hopefully, be, yes. We will Keeping be, our fingers crossed. We will be looking for you and waiting in anticipation. And I appreciate I, that. I, uh, I, and my 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 co-host Paul. You there, Paul? Oh, hmm. oh, oh. Wow. For once, oh. I get the last <laughs> word. All right. So. Uh, uh, What's no. that last word? <laughs> well. <laughs> Paul had to go on assignment. He had to go pick up some Geritol and some other things mm. from the store. So. He, went, he went to see where Scott is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they left me in charge. <laughs> We're in charge. <laughs> so. All right, everyone. Next time you'll see us, we will be doing the final, final wrap-up of the Corvac remnants or aftermath or just little doohickey things. So we will see you all then. I'll be listening, and thanks for having me on. All right, Russell. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Daredevil in his brain's brain drain. One evening, while Daredevil is patrolling the city, he talks to himself. You don't need superpowers to know all these problems are the work of one man. But who? Footsteps. Running. And the radar image of lots of money. His pulse beat and brain pattern is abnormal. He's under someone else's control. Wow, a powerful force field. I can't see it, but I can feel it. 
I've developed my brain and powers of concentration so I can force others to do my will and protect myself against anyone who dares interfere. Not even Daredevil has the brains or the muscle to get to me. I can't get through, but close as Twinkie can, and what human mind can ignore such great cakes? Hostess Twinkie Cakes! Mmm, mmm, delicious! I love that luscious sponge cake, that rich cream filling. I knew it. He's concentrating more and more on the Twinkie Cakes and less and less on his force field. Now I can get through. From now on, McBrain, you better concentrate on good stuff, like Hostess Twinkie's Cake. You get a big delight in every bite of Hostess Twinkie's Cake. Uh, Bill, are you bringing it in or am I? Um, <clears throat> I'll bring it in because uh, I brought in the other show this morning. So, yeah, you you you're really on a, on a bringing in roll. Bringing in roll, is that like Chinese? Is that such like is that Chinese with pastry butter, with butter or sausage gravy? Mm. Ooh, I love sausage gravy. Mm. Mm. Mm, I like butter and sausage gravy. I like buttery sausage gravy. Mm. I like a slab of butter. With sausage and gravy on top of it. Did you ever suck the jelly out of a jelly donut? <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Oh, then they filled it with a Reese's peanut butter cup and put it in the microwave. <sighs> That's in the movie Fatso. Mm. Sorry. I'm sure I you haven't seen that, right, Russell? I haven't seen that one, no. <laughs> well, it only came out like 40 years ago, so no rush. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the one I'll where they chain all the all the cabinets shut. Yeah. Get the honey, Junior. 